This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. But there was other stuff came up about the quality or lack of quality of people's sleep. And a few people mentioned bad dreams and nightmares and a thing called sleep paralysis. We had a couple of queries about sleepwalking. And something that I never heard of before, never heard of, clean sleep. So dreams and sleep are well, they happen at the same time. They're totally different things. So we thought we'd reach out to an expert on sleep, and that's Dr. Neil Stanley, who joins me now. Neil, good morning. Good morning. It's something we all have to do for a certain period of time every 24 hours, so it's kind of universal. So let us start with clean sleep. What on earth is clean sleep? <laughs> I wish I knew. Uh, I've been a sleep expert for 41 years, and this is a uh, an idea that's cropped up uh, recently on sort of social media. I think it's uh, sort of based around uh, you know Gwyneth Paltrow's idea uh, about sort of holistic living, um, but it has no meaning at all. It just means getting a good night's sleep, essentially. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they've given it that name. Yeah, they talk about... 10 hours before bed, no more caffeine. Three hours, no more food or alcohol. Two hours, no more work. One hour, no more screens. And they call that clean sleep. That, to me, just sounds like common sense. Well, ab- absolutely. It's what we all do. I mean, the, the thing about uh, the caffeine, the, 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 we're all different with regards to caffeine. Some people should probably not drink too much caffeine uh, from after lunchtime. But you know people who can have two double espressos after a nice meal and sleep perfectly well. So there's no real rules and regulations about sleep. It's doing listening to your body and doing what's right for you. Yeah. I, I, I'm someone who drinks Far too much coffee, Neil. But I would always try not to drink any after five o'clock because it could affect me later on. Um, so, it, yeah. It could affect you, but it might not. I mean, you just need to find the time that works for you. Yeah, there you go. Now, let's talk about the problems that come in. Sleep paralysis. A lot of people said they experienced it. What is that? Well, when <coughs> excuse me, when you're in your REM sleep, your rapid eye movement sleep, is which is when we have our 
long story-like dreams. When we're dreaming, our dreams are actually real. They're as real to your mind and body as sitting here now is real. Um, and so sometimes you've woken up and you, you're, you're sweating, your heart's racing, uh, you feel fear or anxiety. Uh, and this is because you actually feel as though you've done what you've done in the dream. So in order to keep yourself and your bed partner safe, when you dream, you lose smooth muscle tone. So basically, you are unable to act out your dream. Um, and essentially, you are paralyzed. Um, now, when sometimes you wake up from the dream, you become conscious before your body gets the message that it should uh, start doing things. And so sleep paralysis is the feeling uh, that you get after dreaming where you cannot move. You can't move your limbs. And often people describe uh, a pressure on the chest. So you find it hard to breathe. Now, if you're an adult and you can rationalize this is just sleep paralysis, then it loses all fear. But if you've had a scary dream mm. uh, and something bad's happened to you and you wake up and you think, I can't move and I can't breathe, that just magnifies the uh, you know content of the dream and makes it seem very much more real to you and therefore can feel scary uh, or concerning. So if in the course of a dream you, you're frightened whatever's happening in the dream, you were frightened. You can actually wake up with symptoms of being afraid. Absolutely. And, and we've all had the experience. Um, uh, but as I say, it's usually temporary, only lasts a few seconds. Mm. But we, you know, you, you have that experience. I mean, I, I've had the experience recently where I've been in a situation where I've climbed some stairs um, and, and screamed uh, for uh, my brother because I think something bad happened and I can't sort of make the noise to scream. And, and I've woken up there and have been pretty, uh, you know, uh, shaken by that because it seemed like it was real and as I say couple that with feeling like you you can't move and you can't breathe and that then becomes a you know the, the you know the the, the the borderline between sort of wake and dream and reality and unreality becomes very much blurred at that time I've never experienced sleep paralysis but I imagine it could be quite frightening the first couple of times it happens to you it can be, and and we can all experience it. Um, some maybe once in a lifetime. Other unfortunate people experience three or four episodes of it a night. Um, as I say, it is a perfectly natural glitch in the system. It's not. It's not a, a, a sort of a medical problem unless it happens so often that it really is disturbing your mm. sleep, or whether there is a, a real connection between that paralysis. Mm. And a bad dream that is is uh, you know sort of post traumatic stress disorder. Um, for for most of us, it's just a case of waking up and going, you know, that's a funny thing that's happened. Don't worry about it. Okay, so you're what it is is that your deep dreaming sleep ends a couple of seconds before your body realizes it has done. Yes, absolutely. I see. I see. Sleepwalking, Neil. Thankfully, I've never done it. At least I don't think I have. But a lot of people seem to do that. 
Yeah, sleepwalking, uh, people often think that this is related to dreaming, but it's not. Sleepwalking occurs in our deep sleep, our N3 sleep, and there is no story to what uh, a sleepwalker is enacting. So sleepwalkers do dull things. They do things that if they did it at 12 o'clock you know, noon, fully clothed, nobody would care. Uh, but doing it at midnight naked uh, suddenly uh, makes people aware that they're doing something funny. Um, so sleepwalkers do, um, let's say, boring things like going to the fridge to get a pint of milk or, or walking out to post a letter. Some people even have been known to drive whilst they're sleepwalking, but there is nothing driving that. There's no story. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a case of an American who was uh, known to have driven 27 miles in his car uh, uh, because he basically was found at the side of the road uh, with a car that had run out of petrol in his pyjamas and he had no knowledge of that. Because, of course, driving is a very overlearned behaviour. And if you're in America, in rural America, where it's a dead straight road with no traffic lights and you drive in the middle of the night, you're, you're not going to you, you know, have an accident, probably, if you're driving, you know. Now, if you're driving around the centre of Cork, um, you know, <laughs> that that might be a bit more sure. clever if you could do that. Um, sure. But as I say, it, um, so so we do strange things when we're when we're sleepwalking. But as I say, mm. it is not driven by dreams. There is a strange thing called REM behavior disorder, which uh, is actually the opposite of what we talked about with sleep paralysis, which is where the paralysis in your dream doesn't happen, and therefore you can act out your dream. And this is where people do bad things uh, during their sleep. This is There's been a number of murders and a number of sexual assaults and rapes that people have done because they are f you know, following a dream and they can actually act out that dream. Mm -hmm. But a sleepwalker isn't. They're doing something that is you know, routine and instinctive. Now, there's a thing with regard to sleepwalking. You see someone walking across the landing towards the bathroom or towards say the utility room or whatever they're going into to do something that they like is simple and mundane but the fact is if they turn around and go the wrong way they will fall down the stairs are they likely to turn around Absolutely. the wrong way and fall down the stairs Absolutely. If they're in a place that they're not aware of, so people who are chronic sleepwalkers will not stay away from home. Um, so this is the occasion where you hear about people peeing in the wardrobe. Um, so they've got up in in you know in their in their mind they've got up in their house and they've gone to the bathroom, but because they're staying over in the hotel, they've gone to where the they think the bathroom is, uh, had a pee, um, totally unaware that they're in the wrong place. So, and this unfortunately is often you'll hear uh, the story uh, of a teenager in 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 you know in in one of the Mediterranean holiday resorts who's walked out uh, of a hotel room over the balcony and injured or killed themselves. Again, that is because you're doing something instinctual. You just are completely unaware of where you actually are. So, if you're in a different place, you could literally fall down the stairs and so if you have a sleepwalker then the key thing is to make the environment safe so they cannot have accidents i see because i would you know, one would fear now that thankfully there are no sleepwalkers in in my house but you'd always fear would you not the top of the stairs but Absolutely. if you're in a place you in a sorry to cut across you, if you're in a place that you know so if you're in your own home you mentioned being away somewhere strange if you're in your own home does instinct kick in? Do you instinctively know where the top of the stairs is? 
Yes, if you think about it, you you know, if you were in your own home and you sort of lay on your bed and you closed your eyes, you could navigate to the kitchen uh, without too much problem, if you see what I mean. It, 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 you know, you may bump into something, but you, you probably could get there. Um, and, and so a sleepwalker has that awareness in a place where they're familiar. Um, and, and they say they can quite happily. Uh, and, and you said in, 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 uh, in your introduction that you haven't sleptwalked. And but the key thing you said after that was you don't know. Yes. Uh, unless somebody observes you do it, you could be doing it every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and because nobody's seen you do it, they you know that you won't know because you could easily go to the kitchen, drink half a pint of milk, come back to bed. And as I say, if nobody witnessed it, I mean, with children, you're aware. Uh, you know, as parents, you become aware of what your child is doing. But your bed partner doesn't sort of time you each time you get up to go to the bathroom they don't sit there going oh he's been gone more than a minute and a half i wonder whether he's gone off to post a letter or not <laughs> there's there's a thing the old i i'm sure it was uh, more than an old wives tailor was it never wake a sleepwalker it could be dangerous is that true well i mean the, the, there was the version never wake a sleepwalker because you'll kill them uh, that's definitely not true the reason why it's not safe is be because uh, again of situation um you know if you see a sleepwalker walking across the road and there's traffic coming uh sh waking that sleepwalker up because they're in their deeper sleep, they may be very confused and actually may stop walking uh, and put themselves in a in a dan more dangerous position. I mean, people who wake up from deep sleep can suffer something called a confusion arousal. You may have experienced this when you wake up and you think, who am I, where am I, you know, yes. what day of the week is, and you haven't drunk alcohol. Uh, well, this is what a sleepwalker will do. So if a sleepwalker's halfway up a flight of stairs and you wake them up, that the they may put themselves in a, in a dangerous position because of that. Famously, a few years ago in London, a, an 18-year-old girl climbed up a 135-foot crane, uh, and uh, the, the, the police officer realised that if he woke her up, she might freak out. So he had the intelligence to ring her mum, who rang her mobile, and that sort of woke her up in a more sort of appropriate way, so she was safe. So it, if, you, if you see a sleepwalker uh, and they're not doing anything dangerous, then just point them back towards bed. But if they are going to injure themselves or injure somebody else, for God's sakes, wake them up. They may be a bit um, cheap off that you've woken them up but you know it, it's, it's better to do that yeah with regard to the sleep paralysis again someone on the phone here wants to know can you train yourself to recognize that this is just sleep paralysis it'll pass in a few minutes can you talk sense to yourself when you wake up in that situation Yes, you can. As I say, it's recognizing that it is it is a common phenomenon that many people do it. It is just a glitch. Uh, it is not a presage of anything, and that your dreams are not you, you know that reality is reality, uh, and your dreams are something self generated. So yes, if you realize what is happening, then you can rationalize it. Uh, if you don't realize that you know it's it's not you know that you haven't been abducted by aliens or whatever, then 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 that's fine. I, I, and so actually, sleep paralysis <clears throat> is probably the cause of a lot of people feeling they've been abducted by aliens. Right. 
In in terms of the quality of our sleep, Neil, and look, I've, I've just come out the back now of maybe a week, a week and a half, where I was troubled by insomnia, and thankfully I'm sleeping very well again. It only happens to me maybe once every couple of months. But people who have chronic insomnia, I can't imagine how exhausted they must con- they must constantly be. Yeah, I mean, insomnia is a real, you know, it's a real problem. Uh, and as you say, feeling feeling sleepy and not sleeping is, is you know, not a, a good thing to feel. And, and you know, let's be honest, it, um, you know, a few hundred years ago, sleep was, uh, sleep deprivation was used as torture. And, uh, hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And was thought to be uh, probably the one that you couldn't stand. You could stand pain, but you couldn't stand sleep deprivation, according to uh, Bishop Berkeley, who wrote a book about torture. For some reason, bishops wrote about torture in those days. Um, I don't know why. Um, so, but you know, it, it, it is a real problem, and and you know, it is something that for a lot of us we can fix. Uh, we have agency. We can do those good things for a good night's sleep, uh, and and. I Unfortunately, uh, in this day and age, many of us just don't do them. We don't wind down. We take our screens to bed, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. So there's a lot of common sense things you can do um, you know, before you think I've got a real problem. But, of course, we all go through periods of time when we do have uh, poor sleep. It's when it goes on and on week after yeah. week yeah. after week. That's when you should start worrying about it and, you know, go and see your GP uh, and, and talk to them about, uh, you know, what may be causing your poor sleep. From, to- from total personal experience, I recognize the times when it's most likely to happen, and I kind of guess it's down to circadian ribbons, ryth- rhythms. rather. It's, it's when the seasons are changing and the light is changing. That's when I'll have a week or a week and a half of disturbed sleep. Yeah, and, and we've all, you know, we've recently had the clock change. I mean, yeah. for some that people, really that people, can yeah. cause... Yeah, that can affect some people for up to two weeks. Others, people just breeze through it like there's nothing's happened. But for some people, it can affect them for up to two weeks uh, and they just feel out of sorts. But yes, I mean, you know, last night, uh, you know, it was very, very bright. Uh, you know, there's no clouds where I am and, and, and uh, it was very, very bright. And I did feel that I had uh, a, a worse night's sleep because of it, even though, you know, nothing had changed in my life that, to account for this poor night's sleep but it, i did notice when i got up to pee that it was you know the moonlight and that was very very bright so we do have these things we, we know that the full moon affects our sleep we know that in summer we sleep less than we do in winter or we'd like to um and so yes yeah, the season changing uh, the moon phases um and just life you know life sometimes gets in the way you know stresses and strains of life sometimes um but i say one or two weeks of poor sleep 
yeah, it probably will, you know, naturally resolve. But if you, you know, if you're over a month or so of, you know, pretty much uh, constant poor sleep, then that's time to start yeah. thinking about doing something about it. Do you recommend napping? Neil, or is it purely a personal thing? I find that sometimes an afternoon nap of maybe 30 minutes works like a charm for me. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. No, I mean, I, I can't nap. It's not that I don't want to. It's just I, I, I'm, I'm, I frankly could not sleep for 30 minutes in the afternoon. My brother is the complete opposite. Mm. He's one of these people who, can, when he stops, he can fall asleep. So um, napping is is what your body wants. If your body and brain is feeling sleepy, it wants to nap and have some sleep rather than a couple of cups of coffee, a walk round and a cigarette. Um, and so, you know, when your mobile phone is down in the red on the battery and you plug it in and it leaps much higher than you expect it to after just a few minutes. Well, that's what a nap does. It boosts your performance, your mental and physical performance for up to four hours. So a 30 minute nap is absolutely fine. Sleeping longer than that, you may run the risk of waking up in your deep sleep. And as I mentioned earlier about waking people up in uh, when they're sleepwalking, that's not good. You're going to feel grotty if you do wake up in your deep sleep. And having a two-hour siesta like they do in the Mediterranean, well, that just means you're going to need uh, less sleep at night. And, of course, in Spain, you can't get a decent meal till after nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, up north uh, in, in, in the wet bits, of the Europe, uh, you know, we're all in bed uh, <laughs> and f- yeah. fed by that sort of time sort of thing. So it's about what works for you. So if you do have a siesta, then expect to sleep less at night. If you have a 30-minute nap, that's not going to affect your sleep need at night and, as I say, is a great boost. So, yeah, I am absolutely a, a great advocate of, of, of napping. It is very much, lastly, Neil, it, it is very much the individual, isn't it? Like, the, we used to think, oh, you need X number of hours per night, and if you don't get it, then you're sleep-deprived. But it, it is kind of to each their own, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, sleep need is, is individual uh, the, the, because of genetics. And so very simply, the amount of sleep you need is however many hours it allows you to feel awake, alert and focused during the day. So there's no magic number of hours. Some people need five hours. Some people need 11 hours to feel at the best. Personally, after 41 years as a sleep expert, I know I need nine and a half hours to feel at my best. Now, you might say, well, that's an awful lot. But that's what I need. And so in order to feel good, I have to get it. So yeah. as I say chasing the eight hours is a, is a pointless exercise. Yeah. It's, well, it's funny that you should say that. I've been getting up at stupid o'clock for the last 30 years of my life, quarter to six <laughs> most mornings, 10 to six maybe. And I've discovered that six hours is what I need. I will be okay with five, but seven or eight is too many on a work night. I end up, I wake yeah. up grotty. Yeah. So it's, as I say, it's, it's about, you know, you, you, it's horses for courses. Yeah. You know, this suits you as an individual. There's plenty of people who would find getting up a quarter to six every morning to be, you know, they, they suddenly want to change their job and go on the graveyard shift. <laughs> it's not for them. Um, so it is definitely horses for courses. Yeah. And on that one, to, a lot of people, well, the last time we discussed sleep, people were saying that in the brighter mornings of summer, those who have to get up early find it easier to get up early. Is there a psychological or a physical reason for that? 
it's a physiological reason. Sunlight tells your body that it's time to be awake. Uh, and only four minutes of exposure to sunlight has told the body, right, this is it. You, you know, get raring to go. We're, we're off. This is the day. So exposure to uh, morning light is good. And of course, um, you know, there's nothing better than getting up early on a, on a bright, warm summer's Gorgeous. morning anyway. Yeah. It just makes you feel good. And, and um, whereas in the winter, you just feel miserable. There's a thing. So, so that is so. There really is a science to it that if you wake up on a particularly a late spring or summer's morning and you do feel that little bit grotty, bring your coffee out the back door and stand there and drink it, listening to the birds. The sun actually helps you to to come round. This- Absolutely, the sun controls how you feel. Wow! So let's say just four minutes. So yeah, get outside um, and get into the sun. Uh, and they say you'll that will set you up for the day. It's amazing, uh, and make you feel good. That's amazing. Listen, thank you very much, Doctor Neil Stanley, uh, sleep expert on all aspects of our sleep. We have to sleep for a third of our lives, or roughly a third of our lives. And every night that you get a good night's sleep, you know the benefit of it in the morning. But I'm coming into that time of the year now where I'd be quite happy getting up at five o'clock, let alone quarter to six, because it's going to be nice and bright. And that's why there is an actual reason for it. Thank you, Dr. Neil Stanley. Sleep paralysis, that's the best explanation I've ever heard. Sleep paralysis, where your mind has woken, your mind has left the dream, but your body doesn't realize it yet. So if you wake up kind of sleep paralyzed, relax. It'll all be fine. That's a good one, though. Your body, I've never understood until today what he meant. The dream has ended, but your body doesn't realize it yet. That's, that's, that's a really cool explanation. That explanation from our expert, uh, Dr. Stanley, that you, your, the, 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 the dream has ended, but your body doesn't realize it yet. Does, does that explain for you what goes on? Good morning. Oh. 100% PJ, 100%. It was great listening to Neil there because, you know, as an expert in his field, it was fantastic to get all that information. Um, but like that now, I've, I've been experiencing sleep paralysis since 2016. Since 2016, I think, was the first time I experienced it. Um, and there, like that, I woke up one night, couldn't move, just was overcome with this intense feeling of fear. Um, and uh, shortly after that, I, like one thing actually that I, I, I kind of regret that Neil didn't touch on was the the aspect of nightmares becoming kind of semi reality. That was the scariest thing about it. Was right. if I was having a nightmare, um, I'd wake up, I'd be paralyzed, and suddenly that nightmare starts happening around you. You know, I've, I've, I've like it's, he mentioned abducted by aliens a few times, and I got to tell you, PJ, as it's I have to look back at it and laugh now. But the first time I had a hallucination after sleep paralysis i was convinced that i had been abducted by aliens <laughs> you know there's, there's no you just woke up at the christmas party darren yeah. <laughs> no do, do you know what it was honestly you know pj i was having a nightmare yeah. that an ambulance was at the house i was having a nightmare that there was an ambulance at the house and i woke up and i had that overwhelming sense of oh god why is there an ambulance at the house i hadn't woken up properly yet and I started to, I, I was able to look around the room, but I wasn't able to move. I saw these blue lights flashing outside the window, and then all of a sudden I thought, they're moving a bit too slow to be an ambulance, and then that's when the aliens appeared, you know? <laughs> so, right. And, and yeah, have you so, noticed how long it lasts, Darren? Um, it could last anything from a couple of seconds to a few minutes. Sometimes I felt like it's going on for hours. Really? Um, or does so, it just yeah, feel that way? 
it definitely just feels that way. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what that's um, what Neil was saying. Like that, your that your the, the dream cycle in your in your subconscious has ended, mm. but the the message hasn't yet been transferred to your body. Well, you can let him move again. Absolutely. But I, I, I did. Did you know that that was why it happens? That you you actually can't move during a dream because your mind has told your body shut down now in case he clocks the poor idiot he's sleeping with. You know, again, that's uh, I, I went to my GP about it because I, I was worried about it. I, I kind of I knew that something was going on, um, so I wanted a, an explanation about it and went to the GP. She said, "Oh yeah, sleep paralysis. Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping properly?" And I said, "No, I'm in, into bed at three in the morning, up again at eight. And she went, "Yeah, that's your issue. You need more sleep." You know, so and she was right that it 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 comes on me when I'm very very tired or when I'm sleep deprived. And actually, something that one of the guys mentioned to me was it always hits him when the clocks go forward and we lose an hour of sleep. And when he mentioned it, I said, you know, God, I actually got a mild dose of it last week after the clocks changed and I didn't realize it. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, last week now I woke up, I, I couldn't move, and I thought, okay, I can't move, sleep paralysis, relax, calm down, everything's going to be fine. And a couple of minutes later it passed and I turned over and went back to sleep. Give you know? it a second, but yeah. yeah. I, I suppose uh, one thing that really helped me, and it might not help everyone who's who experiences sleep paralysis, but um, something that I was told ages ago was um, during REM sleep, yeah, as 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 um, Neil mentioned a minute ago, your your muscles do shut down, but the one muscle that doesn't shut down while you're asleep is your tongue, um, because if it did, you'd swallow your tongue very quickly while you were asleep. Um, so someone told me to try to push your tongue out so you can lick your lips, and the sensation of licking your lips will wake your, the rest of your body up. Um, now that that does work for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose if there's any listeners this morning who experience sleep paralysis and are looking for a quick fix to it, yeah. that works for me. Try it might work it. for you. I have to say, I, I can't remember ever having experienced sleep paralysis, but I have, as we discussed within there, woken up in a dream that was frightening or a dream where there was... I've woken up in a dream where there was a lot of exertion going on and I felt out of breath. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, shortly after I started having the sleep paralysis um, episodes, PJ, like I was waking up with, with savage palpitations, completely out of breath, sweating. And um, after going to the doctor, she said, you know, maybe you should go to the Mercy and get a sleep test done. And as it transpires, I, had, I have sleep apnea. Um, so I was, I was having these nightmares where there was something sitting on my chest stopping me from breathing, when in actual fact, I wasn't breathing because I had sleep apnea. Yeah. But this was my mind telling me there's something wrong here, you know, um, and, and making up this, you know, there was a, a, a very large dog sitting on my chest most nights. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a bizarre one. But since, since I was diagnosed with sleep apnea and undergoing the treatment for it, that sleep paralysis has just fallen. It's, it's completely, it's almost gone. We did a lot know? on sleep apnea in the last year or two. How does it affect you, Darren? Because I know it's, very, it's more common than we think, like. I'll, I'll be honest with you, PJ, the, the big red flag for me, I used to work on the street fleet here in the station, as you well know. Yeah. Um, there was a day where we were driving to, I think we were driving to Bantry, and uh, halfway through the drive, I just got this overwhelming urge to nod off. I was nodding off on the on the dual carriageway, and I indicated in and thought, okay, I, I have to take a nap here now. I was falling asleep in the middle of the day. Um, so, uh, again, shortly after that, was diagnosed, got the CPAP, um, and it's great. Um, thankfully, my wife is a Star Wars fan, so, you know, doesn't bother her that much. <laughs> yeah, not the most comfortable thing ever, but I suppose you get used to it, do you? 
you know, it's 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 brilliant on cold mornings because you can throw the covers over your head and breathe normally, which is just the, the best thing in the world, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Darren, thank you very much. Darren Johnson, uh, 96M, production department, and of course he's here with Demi on a Saturday afternoon. He pulled a right nasty April Fool on her at the weekend. He told her that he was leaving the show and leaving her in the hands of Simon Murdoch, and the poor woman was terrified, so she... <laughs> Thanks, Dar. Corks 96 FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.